Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Do appreciate you being here. If you're watching along on the live episode, then as always, get in your comments and let us know what you think about what we're talking about. And as we go, we'll get your comments up on screen and we'll have a little chit chat with you all. Of course, we're joined by Ange and Colin again, the regulars. No Chris this week. Ange has uh, found her voice again and uh, back to normal. So, pleasure to have you both with us as always. A game, uh, wow. I mean, could be talking about this next week as as pivotal. Um, Shrewsbury, uh, a very important game and three points that saw saw what the Wanderers take all three points at home in what could be instrumental in our playoff push. Uh, obviously, I think Accrington could confirm it if Peterborough lose, but we've done a we've done our job, so to speak. It's not over yet, but it's uh, it's certainly coming to a close. Uh, what did you make of the game, Colin? We'll start with your post-match reactions, as always. So we'll hand over to you first, Carl. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I, well, it's all, it was always going to be a pivotal game, weren't it? Let's be honest. And, like, going into it, I kind of made the remark that every game... I said that this is probably the biggest game of the season. Um, and I think every game now, between now and the end of the season, is the biggest game of the season. Um, yeah. Second half, fantastic. First half, bitty, to be expected. You know, they, they, they came with a game plan. It worked for them, fair play to them. Um, wasn't really anything we weren't kind of expecting that we haven't seen before from the opposition. Um, obviously, they've got a lot of injuries and, and, and whatnot, so they come in with a bit of a depleted squad. So they kind of got to do what they got to do. And, and to be fair, they, they did a pretty good job for the first hour. Um, you just kind of sense after that hour pass that the screw had turned a little bit, and obviously we could bring more firepower on and, and everything else, and it and it just kind of kind of started to fit into into place a lot better. Um, any criticisms? Not particularly. No, I think all in all, pretty positive. We're getting the job done. Um, I just think that we just. I mean, I made a few notes before. That's our 21st clean sheet I made on my notes before of the season. And I mean, that's in a way that kind of highlights to us that we deserve to be in the playoffs going off that record. Uh, and I think we're, we're also along the two points per game kind of number, yeah. uh, which again is usually the, the number that gets you gets you into the playoffs. So we're ticking along nicely, aren't we? Let's be honest with the depleted squad. So um, all positive. From as far as I'm concerned, absolutely. Um, that that point about you know having a depleted squad and still managing to keep clean sheets is uh it is has been instrumental. And we've seen it before. Obviously, the last time Santos uh was vacant, Ameson filled that gap, and we've we've had all consistently, seemingly have had good options in that backline, albeit ones that we, we wouldn't consider normal fixtures in that back three. So it's good to see us still ticking along. Ange, what, do you, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just going back to that point about 21 clean sheets, it's not just having a depleted squad, it's having a depleted defence. Like, how we've how we've managed that with our makeshift back line, oh, I mean, hats off to the lads. Massive hats off to MJ this week. I'm going to eat humble pie on that one. 
Um, I was a little bit disappointed. I thought they'd come and play a little bit more. Um, but like Colin said, they, they, I think they managed to name five subs this week. I think they've got someone back, haven't they? But the, yeah, they're struggling. Um, first half wasn't pretty. But it's almost like we were just testing them, tiring them out a bit, see, seeing what's what. I don't think we put a ball in the box. It was... It was a funny old half that one. Yeah. Uh, but second half, we could have we could have had three, four, couldn't we? So it's not it's mm. not. I'm happy. It's three three point pod, isn't it? We're always we're always happy on a three point pod. Do you think? Um, do you think the fact that we have to conserve our energy and as a, as a, as a, as a squad as a, as a depleted squad plays its part in? How we approach the start of any particular game, um, you know, it's go, it? it has to. It was a ninety-minute match, isn't it? And obviously, we we did. I'm kind of guessing they don't want to go hell for leather early doors, and like you want to like grind your team down, don't you, and, and conserve your energy a little bit, because uh, hopefully there's going to be what six more games left. All being well, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they literally they literally had ten men behind the ball. Yeah, for the majority of the match, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't using tricky feet to get in that box. We just couldn't. It was like a forest, weren't it? We just weren't. We weren't getting anywhere with it. No, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, that's our game plan, and um, you know, we, we've seen it all season that perhaps the first ten, fifteen, even first half has been perhaps a little more conservative. Uh, but I noticed that. Uh, a lot more yesterday. Um, I think Bradley and Randall, both wing backs, were were really keen to to come back inside rather than going on the outside to put a ball in. Everett said, you know, that if they were to cross from those sorts of areas by on the byline, looking at Shrewsbury's back ten, as it were, there was just been no opportunity for us to to get on the end of anything. So. Um, it just shows that, you know, he does know what he's talking about and he does know what he's doing, believe it or not. Uh, and it goes back to the, uh, actually, the analogy that, that, that Chris mentioned, I think, in one of the other episodes, or someone mentioned that this is tournament football, that we're now in the group stage and the playoffs is when it really counts. Yeah. Um, so you take each game as it comes and, and once that playoff spot is looking more than likely, you can almost take your foot off the gas that little bit and, and sort of afford yourself that little more comfortable uh, football, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think we we generally refrain from crossing the ball anyway, don't we? When yeah. we play, it's it's very much patient build up in it and looking to a little bit of magic or you know their intricate passes or whatever it might be. That's generally our attacking approach, isn't it? Absolutely, I actually think that the way we play is probably going to be more suitable, suited or suitable playing higher in, in terms Definitely. of opposition. Yeah, so and and you, can that... thank, you can thank me for Josh Sheehan scoring that goal because three minutes before he scored that goal, I said, Oh, Joshua, you'll want to don't mind having a shot from outside of the box, and then <laughs> on his left foot, too, on his left foot. So little Ronnie who sits next to me was like, "Oh, you can say that again, Ange." So I mean, I tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> bit of a bit of a swinger. I think he'd probably admit that himself, but they all count, don't they? Oh God, yeah. That I didn't was, think it'd uh, gone in. I didn't think it. I was like, well, "I did what?" It seemed to take an age to <laughs> just hit the back of the net. It just sort of floated right the way across. It was a a, a magnificent effort, though, all the same. 
Um, yeah, a crucial three points. Um, let us know what your thoughts were on the game as you're watching at home. But uh, obviously, so some talking points in terms of team selection. Uh, obviously, Randall, given the nod again after what Everett said was perhaps his best performance or his best 90 for us at, at Burton midweek. And uh, Sheehan obviously came in in place over uh, George Thomason, uh, who, who missed out after playing pretty impressively against Burton. But obviously, I think that's one we're going to have to take our time with after just coming back from injury. I think we'll probably so, see him on Tuesday. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah uh, the midfield is, is pretty battered. They've had a long old season. Uh, Morley and Dempsey have been ran ragged. It'll be so physical as well. It'll be so physical in that midfield. And I think he's, he's a better suited. I think he's more suited to that sort of game. I think similar to, to Burton, where he was arguably man of the match, I think that, that type of game against that type of opposition um, probably suit him. Down to, having said that, probably to kind of to, 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 to to correct myself somewhat, they have to really come to our place and try and win on Tuesday, don't they? They're, yeah. they're, they're really It's not like we're in that. October or February, as it were, they can come no. and try and defend and, and get a point. They have to they're win. Gonna have because, to bring it. They're going to have to know. bring it to us, definitely. So that being said, Thompson might not play because he's less creative than the other options that we've got, so probably... Yeah. For those of you uh, who, who do follow us on Twitter, you'll know that we do uh, a competition on every match day. And uh, we're thinking that perhaps this week we should change it and add maybe uh, a component in. And if you get the uh, minute the Accrington player gets sent off, first red <laughs> card, then uh, maybe you get an extra point. Um, but in terms of competitions, we are actually running another one. So if you uh, fancy getting yourselves uh, your hands on a free family ticket for the Accrington game, um, if you fancy getting your hands on that, then head over to our Twitter. It's at the Fanzone Pod, and you can find everything you need to know over there. It's uh, really simple. Just tell us your favourite uh, or, or best moment of the season so far and drop us a follow on YouTube uh, or, or subscribe. And if you're watching this now, do exactly that. And even if you don't need the ticket, it would probably be really nice to, to let someone, a neighbour or someone you know who doesn't get to many games. Mm. Um, I don't think, Colin, you'd mind, would you, if it's not the actual, no, just, no. To, just to confirm, obviously, with regards to that, it's, it's a family ticket. It's a full-paying full adult and uh, an under-18. There so you are. Got to potentially win. So, fingers crossed for you. Absolutely. Um, that is... Uh, what you can get your hands on, just head over to our Twitter. It's at the Fan Zone Pod. You can find it over there. There's always, um, people, there's always people that want more in the. Dave is gonna say, is it in the executive box? Like, you know, I wish. If it was, always, I don't think we'd be giving it away. You won't like, catch us in executive. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Speak for yourself, Ange. <laughs> you won't catch, catch Colin in there. I'd rather be on the terrace. Thank you. Sorry, before we go any further, Liam's has mentioned about swinger. Um, I, what I meant by that, he obviously Sheehan's right footed, and you know, generally speaking, he'd, he'd be having a shot with his, his right foot one in. There's a swinging element to that to that shot, I think, from from Sheehan yesterday. No, there was an element of it that looked a little bit unnatural. I think. He's, yeah, yeah. He's the the way it, yeah, the way it moved as well. It was. Uh, I mean, it's not criticism. No, 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 no. Not sure you don't score here, but I think. Yeah, I think he'd admit it a bit of swinger. Don't shoot, you don't score. Wow, did I hear a lot of that? <laughs> that was uh, ringing round the terraces, safe to it's say. Funny, or, isn't it? Uh... Because, like, it does your head in, doesn't it? But yeah, we actually had a shot and scored, didn't we? So it's funny, isn't it? But 
Yeah. Shut up. That's a little funny. bit ironic, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I mean, we won't go into it because we all know the reasons when we're not daft enough to, to, to think otherwise. But uh, another good performance uh, from MJ Williams, possibly, quite possibly, uh, playing for that new contract that, that may be hanging in the air a little bit. Um, no, he's not. Do you think... Well, I'm going to ask you it. We'll ask the chat as well. We'll put it to the chat. Uh, we spoke about this not too long ago, and I think the overall concept, well, it was a mixed bag, actually. I think 50% of us said, yeah, give him a new one, and 50% uh, of us said no. So after his sort of recent performances filling in at, uh, at centre-half, have your thoughts on whether you might offer him a new contract changed ever so slightly? Um no. I suppose you could always argue that it may depend on what division we're in, but that's purely it. It's purely that's it. exactly it. That is exactly it for me. It. If, if we're still in League One, absolutely. He's versatile. He generally never puts the foot wrong. He's usually seven or eight, eight out of ten, in my opinion. I mean, um, his versatility level has just gone up yeah, another yeah. notch, hasn't it? Because but yeah, he was a versatile midfielder, but Jesus, he's got. But as well, I think obviously, I always knew he was a. Capable of playing that position, did he? I think that's probably why he signed him. You look at a lot of the players that we have in our squad; they can play across, you know, two or three positions, can't they? Within within their kind of role, if you will. Um, so I think he obviously always knew he could do that. But yeah, it, it absolutely depends on what division we're in. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Do but with him as what? well, with him as well, I think it's a bit of a. It seems to me like it's a bit of a blessing in disguise that that. Recalls not injured, that's not really the right thing to say, but it, it kind of helps the fact that he's got that more of a killer pass and more inclined to carry the ball further out and into the final third, more so than a natural center half would do. And when you're playing against teams who are so far deep, it's kind of a blessing, which is probably the right reason why he's not rushing either tall or, or recall back. Thank you can God. certainly see Thank it. You, you notice that a lot at Shrewsbury. There were often times where MJ was really high up the pitch and you can tell that yeah. he'd got that, you know, deep-lying uh, midfielder element about him. You can tell he'd, he'd played there the way that he carried the ball. Um, looked somewhat more assured, perhaps, than, than what Santos would. Um, didn't, yeah, it really impressed me. Um there's been a, a few comments popped in. Um, Chris Burton has said, if we go up, no. If we stay down, yes, he would give him an extension. Uh, and that seems to be the overriding sort of feeling here. Um, lots of people, I mean, did just write it off to begin with. But I think he's, he's perhaps shown that he's got a, another string to his bow in, in recent weeks. Um, I certainly wouldn't say he's playing for a contract. I thought I'd buy into that because he, he's never... He's always been. He's always been seven. He's not only playing for contracts. No, he always. I mean, he always gives it his all, doesn't he? I just think it's 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 helped his contract cause. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Uh, Another player that I wanted to touch on, George Johnston, slowly working his way back to his best. I think that that was you know not far off it at all from what we would consider his best. Uh, you know, monumental in that back line again, just the way he puts himself about, um, the way he gets up in the air and just really knocks people around. He's a, a fantastic asset for us uh, at any level, I think. You know, he's, he's proven, his, proven his worth. Uh, what were your two thoughts on his game? 
uh, slowly, obviously, getting minutes in the tank and back up to full fitness. And it, it would it would appear that he's pretty much there, perhaps. Uh, Carl, what did you uh, make of George Johnston's performance? Yeah, I, I was literally just going to say what Chris has just put in, in the chat. He's, um, yeah, he's getting there, isn't it? Like in terms of his, in terms of performances and stuff. And um, there's no words really more to describe how, how kind of good he is. Really, I think one thing that's impressed me this season is his ability to be able to read the game as well. Um, where, like, if you go back to last season, that might have been. He might be reliant upon his defensive partners to kind of help him out from time to time. Maybe that criticism, yeah, probably yeah. Other criticism. But either way, I think he's just impressed in 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 every way, shape, and form. And obviously, his ability to be able to um, hold kind of defenders off now he's a lot more stronger. He's kind of he's obviously worked quite hard on his on his body and stuff. So yeah, running out was talk about the lad. Obviously, he's 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 yeah. No matter what level, probably excluding the prem, I wouldn't have thought it'd be. As good in the prem, but yeah, certainly championship. He's definitely good enough to be able to cut it, cut it, cut it there. Absolutely, he's one of them, and I think it's probably important to note actually that that all of the players that we've got have the ability to read the game and probably read it quite well. It's just when you're playing in a system that, that requires you to read the game, perhaps quite a few more steps in advance. You know, the high press that we play and, mm-hmm. and the intensity that we play with, you have to be on your toes all the time. There's there's no room for that slip up. And so coming into a new system, it's probably to be expected that players are going to be a little bit off it for a while whilst they, they get to terms with, you know, not only how we play as, as a whole, but how their individual partners play, you know, up and down the pitch. Um, but Ange, what did you make of uh, Georgie J's performance? I don't think there's much more to say really. He's, I love him. I just think he's a he's a proper talent and thank God he's ours. He's a bit of a yeah. shit house, isn't he? That's good as well. I love he? a shit house. I absolutely adore a shit house. Yeah, he's, he gives it he gives it as good as he gets, doesn't he? Yeah. Which is what you want from you you defenders. And he puts his all into it. Like you can just see he loves it and I, I love watching players like that who are just out there and giving it the best and and giving fans that, like, direct, the players like that are fans, are like, fan favourites, aren't they? Because you can see it all over their face that they, they yeah. adore the club and they love being here and they're, they're putting their everything on the line. He literally throws himself in front of everything. He's not scared of a tackle. He's outstanding. I, love I think if we, you know, speaking of contracts, we've got to be looking to tie him up, I think. I hope to God he does. I hope to God he does. Only one year left on his contract uh, at the end. Well, at the start of summer, obviously, at the start of next season, he'll be in his final year. So, therefore, Um, January of next year, he can start talking to the clubs, can't he, and freeze? He could do, unless he is tied down. Hayden has put a comment in saying, Would we lose him if we stay down? Uh, And I think that's, you know, quite a a possible, you know, thing that. I'm probably. sure the club will be looking at and, and Johnston probably, probably himself few, will be looking at. probably a few that we could lose if we stay down, to be honest, but I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't panic about that either. I think if, if we were to lose players, we'd, the, the, the hierarchy would yeah. have replacements in line. Yeah, you know? well, all you have to do is, is look at the, the, the transfer business with Toll and and the likes to see that, you know, we're more than competent of, of dipping our toe in the transfer get market. to attach the players just footballers get through loads of them and get more uh, Liam has said that his alert from the government at 3pm just said George Johnston is a beast pass <laughs> it on <laughs> don't have a laugh because that's my cough off. 
Right, it is that time. Fan zone man of the match. Um, quite a few contenders, I think, that we, we could give it to, uh, which is always nice. But uh, let you let us know in the chat who you would be giving your fan zone man of the match award to. Uh, Ange, we'll go to you first. Who are you? Uh, who have you got lined up? Messiah Jesus Williams for me. Just because um, I was, I felt comfortable watching him yesterday. He was definitely his best. He's he's growing into that position beautifully, and that game really suited him. And he, I don't think he put a foot wrong. He was yesterday. It was a big hats off um, to him that I felt comfortable. And he's a player that sometimes I'm a bit on edge with wherever he's playing. But I, yeah, I felt I was yeah. very comfortable yesterday. Oddly, I've actually felt more comfortable watching him at centre half the yeah. last two games than in midfield because he's got yeah. that little bit more time on the ball that he can. Yeah. See what's around see and whatnot. Ball, he can see everything. I think he. Yeah, I think yeah. For him being in that on that back line, he can see the entire game, and I think it. I just think it. It suits him. Absolutely, Cole. Uh, I'm going to assume you've got someone else in mind. Yeah, I, 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 can't, oh, give, I, I can't give it to MJ simply because I just think that he wasn't challenged enough within the game. It was pretty straightforward, weren't it, free? I think if he was still playing there, he'd be, he'd be keeping a clean sheet. In fairness. Not not disrespecting his performance, but he played very well when he had to deal with what he had to deal with. Same goes for Traff as well. I thought obviously he weren't often called upon, but when he were called upon to read his read his line, he didn't have a shot on target. No, I know, but like I mean, there was a challenge later on, weren't there? Where he had, you know he had to come out and get the ball, and you know that's the kind of things that you expect from your defense. But when they're not under any pressure for ninety minutes, and then they're called upon, you know it's uh, it's. Part of the you know it's a difficult part of the job to, to be so so engaged, but um it's hard not to give man of the match to Carl Dempsey because I thought he just drove us on even in this in the first half where we weren't playing as well. Um second half he was fantastic and he's just become starting to become probably one of the first players on the team sheet with them type of performances because it's becoming regular now. Um, well, since I can't really remember, I think probably probably before the maybe the Sheffield Wednesday game, I think he's started to kick in a little bit, and he's not really looked back. Um, I thought it was fantastic yesterday. It's just knowing how much he's got left in the tank, and it when he puts those performances when you've got a two game week. Yeah, which is probably why how much he's got left. Yeah, which is probably why I think he he might be the one that gets rested against uh, Accrington Tuesday for for Thomason for that exact reason. Um, Midfield three, Thomason, Marley and Sheehan. Would that work? Yeah, I don't know. They, they, I think they do need to rest one or two of the midfielders because obviously, like you said before, we've had a long season, haven't we? Absolutely. Um, obviously. The season has been very long and, and Marley and Dempsey have both played a lot of minutes. Uh, mine is going to go to MJ. Um so yeah, I, I think just the way he played, um, albeit as you said, Colin, not, not very challenged uh, too much. Just the, the way he read the game, uh, and to be thrown in at the deep end in such an intense uh, part of the season, I think he's lived up to that quite well. And uh, a few people it's have, really have nice agreed with that as well. So, like Ian said, he's he's really enjoying that position, and no, when he's not. He's not playing there like under duress. He's literally he's loving it, learning new things all the time, and it's what you yeah. want in it, player. 
absolutely. Uh, Liam, Chris Burton, Finlay, and I think David Green as well have all said uh, that they would give their award, their Fanzone Man of the Match award to MJ as well. Um, Pretty balanced on the Man of the Match front, I think, isn't it really, across the two of them? Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a fair few. Um, she didn't play well. She didn't play well again. Feet just seamless in it for him. It just seems like everything just goes through him as well, through the midfield from the defence. Uh, you can go left, you can go right. He uses the ball well. Obviously, he scored. He, he played well again, didn't he? So, it's good. He did good. indeed. He's uh, back at his best, and it's fantastic to see. The, it, it just unlocks... Yeah, an ability I mean. within us. Uh, he unlocks, you know, pass out in the position, but he unlocks our ability to play out of a press really, yeah. really well. Because um, it can go either way, that, you see. It's all balanced yeah. on the ball. Head's always Absolutely. over. He always knows what's around him. And he showed that against Chef Wednesday uh, and was mm. instrumental there because they played a, such a relentless high press. Uh, but yeah, Wembley as well. He was probably the, our best player in Dempsey at Wembley, I think. Indeed. Uh, only one goal to separate the sides, obviously. Uh, Sheehan with the decisive goal. But it was reassuring all the same that plenty of chances, you know, came about uh, and we could have been three or four up come the end of the, uh, at the end of the 90. I think we hit the bar, what was it, three times and the post once. Um, you know, you're talking a matter of inches on those and, and we're three or four up and, and laughing. So I don't think there's any real cause for concern that the low-scoring nature of the last few games, it's no. business end of the season. I think those things happen. Peaks and um, troughs. Indeed. We beat teams 5-0, we beat teams 4-0. Yeah, it's leveled those 5 nil out, hasn't it? <laughs> it certainly has. It certainly has. Uh, Chris Dawson's put a comment on and he said, how about guest leadership unsung? Uh, he certainly seems to be a massive presence on the pitch. I'm not sure what you two think about that, but I think he's been, you know, excellent in that vice captain role, a real natural leader. Colin, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, I think he brings the best out of certain players. Um, certainly I put Connor Bradley in that category. I think he's, when he's playing, when Connor's playing alongside Gethin Jones, I think he does, Play 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 better. To be honest with you, um, uh, long term, I can't see him being our first charge right side centre half. I, I do think that position's going tolls long term. Um, but yeah, I mean, his leadership. I think he's probably more as much off the field as it is on the field with him as well. He's he's seems to have uh, grown into um, his role at the club as, as vice captain, um, and his performances have been. Pretty decent as well, and they're really to prefer. They have indeed. He's, he's certainly one of our most consistent performance uh, performers, I should say. Solid seven, isn't it? Absolutely, week in, week out. Ange, what were your thoughts on uh, on Geth and and perhaps his, his leaderships? You know that he's demonstrated over the course of a season. Yeah, he's quite an unassuming fellow, isn't he? He's, he's, he goes about his business quietly, and I think sometimes you just expect captains to be all shouty and he doesn't do it that way and I think it, it really works with the with the group of, of lads we've got I, I just think I think he kind of makes good decisions with things like that and he knows who's gonna bring the do best we, out in 
Yeah, do we see the captaincy? Captaincy? Yeah, captaincy changing in the over the in the, in the future. Obviously, I'll recall the captain now, but I, I see George Johnson as a natural kind of leader. I certainly see that. about Kyle as well. I would, I'd say the same about Kyle. He's a, well, he was a captain at Gillingham, weren't he? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You can certainly see it, you know, coming, I think, for, for perhaps the next few seasons. I think it's it's got Rico's name on it, probably yeah. signed and sealed. And I think that it might, wouldn't surprise me if that's part of his contract, that he is club captain. Uh, that's what keeps him here. It's... I think that's his for, for the time being, but certainly you're looking at the future and you've got the likes of George Johnston, even George Thomason, when he when he comes on and runs around, he's he's, he's really vocal uh, and determined and strong-willed. And, yeah, and, I couldn't a lot of people on Twitter that and put that out. But he delivers, he, he's a consistent, but I won't have it any other way. He's a yeah, consistent performer and, and, you know, he's vocal and he's, he has all them qualities that you look for in a, in, in a leader. Um, Chris, just, uh, Chris Dawson has just said it. Leaders all over the pitch, and that's exactly what Ian said at the start of the season. That's yeah. what he wants. He doesn't want just our captain. He wants leaders all over the pitch, and doesn't really matter so much. Yes, effectively, effectively, Rico goes off and he takes his band off. He can drop it middle of the pitch. Generally. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good to see, you know, we've lacked that for quite a while uh it, it's really felt like that those ugly wins that we never could really turn around came mainly through a lack of leadership on the pitch there wasn't anyone to sort of steady the ship and and guide us through the the, the rough patches of the seasons and against those those teams that would really put us under the caution and make ask questions of us there was no one really to to, to guide us through that but it, it seems to have come about do we feel that we've turned that particular corner now with the with the so-called difficult, you know, tight grounds? And I think the last four games have, have shown that, if nothing else. I mean, the rest of the season, you can go back and pick out fixtures that have shown that. We've said it so many times on the podcast. Apart from that, you know, those games are still going to come about. You know, yeah. they happen for every team. Yeah. You can't get away from them. But I think we've certainly turned a corner in in the respect of. It just felt like those wins never came around, but now that I think they're more more often than not. Ange, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, no, I was going to say the same. It's, I think we, we started to, beginning of the season, we proved a little bit that we could dig in deep when we needed to and get and pull something, pull some sort of result point, matches that we previously would have lost. Um, and then we've done it the back end of the season more with the Tim Potty pitches where... Previously, it had been a right thought in our side, those skinny, terrible, sandy pitches. But no, yeah. I, I like it. For me, that's the that's the growth that we've made season upon season. And it's all good. It's all good. Hey, yeah, and I've just wrote down two words that relate to our pitch. Pitch and growth are two words you've just used. Say what? It's I looking good, isn't it? Exactly <laughs> all of a sudden, doesn't it? Love a bit of photosynthesis. It's uh, the grounds. The ground team have, have certainly worked wonders. That that Those corner from Liverpool have done us wonders. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to spend quarter of a million or half a million on a new pitch now? They'll still need to lay a new yeah. pitch. Yeah. 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 I think that'll that'll be at the top of the list. Um, 
yeah, I think it certainly needs it. That that back corner is uh, is back to what it was, but just on the out, off the pitch, it's uh, it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> when the spr- when the uh, sprinklers were on, obviously at half time, you can you, there's a certain sound that it makes when it hits that part of the pitch, and it's very different to, to wherever it lands yes. anywhere else. Yeah. Um, he's fourteen year old, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's held up well and that's that's probably in part down to the you know the the groundsman and, and how they keep it in tip-top condition so uh hats off to them bit it's of a, uh, a boring podcast chat like it talking about grass <laughs> sorry yeah, grass grow can't beat yeah. it sorry blame me for that Anyway, we uh a bit got a bit of transfer speculation that seemed to have uh done the rounds a little bit uh i think it's a it's a familiar name that we've heard floated around i think in possibly january and last summer uh in danny ward the, the huddersfield uh man linked with a move to, to obviously bolton um four goals and four assists in the championship this season uh i think he's 31 years of age you know an experienced head uh do we do we need another journeyman in the we team, need, we always need experience, and you always need experience in front of goal. So Danny Ward has scored them goals um, after how many starts and after how many games? Thirty-one, I think. Thirty-one appearances. Yes, thirty-one appearances. I'm not sure on start. I don't know what his goals per minute are. Four goals, four um, assists. Well, I mean, the question begs, doesn't it? Like, who's going to leave? Because you, you know, simply can't have. Well, that was my next question to you. It, 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 my question is, if Danny Ward comes in, who does it push out of the pecking order? Obviously, there are um, a number of players departing. Uh, so we'll, we'll touch a little bit on sort of the squad and how it would stand at the end of the season. So I'll just run through it quickly for you. Um, Sadly, will depart. It's expected as part of his loan agreement uh, that, that obviously with Leighton Orient getting promoted, he will make way and join them on a permanent basis. It's likely we'll see the exit of Trafford and Bradley. Whether they'll come back, you know, we, we can only speculate. None of us will know for certain. I think Trafford is probably the only one that's certainly ruled out, perhaps. Uh, Unlundaloo, obviously. And Shaw Tyre and Mbete, all three of those loanees uh, will also go along with Traff and Bradley. So that's already six numbers there that, that you've fell short on. Uh, seven but players. With the option to buy for Dan, there is that option. There is. Whether it will be explored or not is anyone's question. Uh, seven players are also out of contract uh, come the end of the season. Those are Yon Daddy Radvarsen, obviously Kachunga. MJ, Lee, Joel Dixon, uh, Sheehan and Isgrove all uh, out of contract in the summer. So uh, all of a sudden, a squad of 25 at the minute could come down to a mere 12, um, which begs the question, who stays and who goes? Um, we're a squad that's that's very full, uh, but could be very, very thin. Uh, at the start of next season. Uh, obviously, it won't be, but that's the situation we find ourselves in at the minute. Uh, 12 guaranteed to be with us uh, as of next season. So, who are you uh, Who are you looking at and thinking, instead of perhaps Danny Ward, or who are you looking at and wanting to, to keep keep on uh, keeping for, for next season, Colin? 
You know what I'm going to say. It all depends on what division we're in, doesn't it? Like we need to play devil's advocate, don't we? And say, say we're say we're promoted. I don't know. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big list. That I mean, I'm always I'm always edging on the, the the side of experience, and I think that's really important. Um, Danny Ward, his record this season hasn't been great. He hasn't been playing really much. You know, forwards need to play. Historically, he's got good, he's got a good goal scoring record, and he's you know always played in in and around the championship. I think from from memory, um, it's a really difficult question to answer. I, I can't possibly go through every single one of them and say stay. Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm struggling with that to be honest. All I would say is I'd like to think I'd like to think that that Bob Varson are getting the twelve months, regardless of what division we're in. Um, yeah, I'm struggling then with that. I'll be honest with you, mate. <laughs> I probably done should have a little bit more prep on that in in, in fairness. No, no, it's, it's fine. I wasn't expecting a you know an answer of a keeper release because it will all hinge massively on what division yeah. we're in. Obviously, Absolutely. you look at that 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 list of players. Uh, you know, you look at some of the loanees and you think, yeah, if we go up, there's a high chance that they'll come back again. But also, you know, the players like MJ. Um, yeah, what will be really what will be really interesting to see is the the situation around the goalkeeper. Traff's not coming back, regardless of what division we're in. We can forget about that. So we really need to sign two goalkeepers. Um, yeah, that's that's a worry. That I'll be honest. I, I I remember saying when we were in December, we should be looking to sign a goalkeeper in January, and I were a bit, I were a bit uneasy the fact that we didn't. Um, I'd have liked somebody would have been you know in, in and around the squad for six months going into next season, uh, yeah. but obviously it's not meant to be. Um, Unless Joel yeah. Dixon sticks around, yeah, I can't see Joel Dixon. I don't want him to stick around. Not, not, not because I don't like him. I, you know, obviously had a lot of stick. But I, I want it for his own career. It doesn't do him any good. Not even yeah. getting in match day squads, does it? When you know we've got how many subs you can have six? Is it you can have seven? Something like that. Seven, Whatever right. it is. But yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Um, yeah, the goalkeeper is a massive concern for me. Absolutely, Ange. Uh, what are your thoughts heading into summer? Have you got your uh, shopping list? Do you know what I hate the most about the end of the season and summer? Bloody transfer speculation. I could literally just set up a burner Twitter account and bang random names on and then every single or half the Bolton fans on Twitter will grab onto them and the next yeah. thing we're signing. Do you know what I mean? I like. I can't be asked. It is what it is. I'm not speculating about a player I know nothing about. I have yeah. never watched that man play football. I can't, I'm not, I can't comment. No, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> It winds me up. Like, just go with it, people. Yeah, it's all right having a bit of a chat about, oh, he's a good player. I wouldn't mind him. I love Alfie, mate. I wouldn't mind him. But I ain't going to... We could say anything. We don't know. He's actually quite good at keeping his cards close with some of the signings, is he in? So I trust him. For God's sake, we need keepers. We absolutely need goalkeepers. I'm hoping they identified those, like Colin said in... December, January, and we're just waiting for them to yeah, yeah, become free agents or whatever the if they've got. Yeah. They could be the ones that are going down from League One. There's some good, pretty good keepers with the, in in League One. Um, I would prefer a, a an actual signing to a loan, especially keeper position. If we get promoted, the one we we need signing Championship goalkeepers. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you, they should not for them. No, that's the problem that they're, they're in demand. You know, there's not many available, but I'm sure ever since 
probably bringing Traffin on loan had, had 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 his options and looking at players that were going to be out of contracts in one or two. Seasons. Like an experience with me, you know. I just think it's such an integral position. And no we'll on. definitely we'll definitely have some loan players. We will definitely get trusted with some Premiership loan players next season, regardless of which league we're in. I'm going to say they. I would say with two, three max. Um, but no, we can't be alone keeping again. We just can't. We need our own. Yeah, Interesting to note, actually, that our loan signings at the minute are all from Premier League outfits. Um, we, we've certainly been lucky in in that respect that we've been. I'd trusted. expect that, me. I'd expect it. I really would. Unless it was you, like you would a... expect it as a Bolton fan, but not as a League One club. No, true. Unless I it's love like that. A... I'm proud of that. I'm so. I, I think they've done magnificent things behind the scenes to forge those relationships and for yeah. them. To trust us with their with their their future stars, basically. Yeah. I think as well, you you're right there, Ange, with that because I think if you look at the, what we went through as a club, like that, then bridges are burnt, aren't they? Yeah, the angles, not just from a football perspective. So yeah, that that that's very true, actually. Maybe I'm looking yeah. at it with, with white tinted glasses on, but I just I think that, that, that number built. one. We've had to completely rebuild our reputation. Any previous relationships we had with other clubs were just burnt, weren't they? When yeah. we when we hit the skids, and I'm I'm so that's that's something that he's Ian's achieved. That hats off to him. Ha, massive hats. I've done a lot of hats off in today. I should have watched the one one. Um, I think it's amazing. I think I think having Premier League clubs trust us with their future stars is an outstanding achievement. Well, when you look back to, to to not so long ago with the fiasco with with Christian Doidge, that was <laughs> a whole whole new nightmare that just yeah didn't didn't spell uh, only spelt trouble for us, uh, and it's good they to are, see that. They are, child, they are childhood memories, then, then, aren't they? They are indeed. Yeah, yeah. Seeing players play for us for three games before disappearing again. That's what I uh, grew up on. Very fortunate. <laughs> oh, Benjamin. <laughs> no one that pizza cut was so special for you. Well, honestly, highlight of my uh, Bolton supporting life, I guess you could call it. As that's it, uh, it my journey be. supporting Bolton. That's the peak. As it should be. But um, obviously, I think that we can all agree that that number one spot has been, you know, is an utmost priority for Everton Markham to get right in the summer, uh, and you know, two of them actually. Uh, is what we're after. But looking ahead to, well, looking slightly less in the future, a bit more present, Accrington is obviously up next Tuesday uh, at home. Wow, a, a, a tough old challenge. Obviously, Accrington are going to be Accrington very, very up the, for it. Accrington and tough in the same category, in the same sentence. It always is a tough game, though. It's never, ever a walkover, apart from when they walked over us. It's never... It's never another childhood child memory there for you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Five one in the pissing down rain. Can't beat it. But yeah, um, it's uh, certainly looking to be a, a tough game. Obviously, Accrington very much in need of some points down that end of the table. And what are you expected? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure about both of you, but I'm honestly not too sure what to expect. It could really go one of two ways. I think if Accrington come and, and play for that three points, which they, realistically they're going to have to, um, 
there's a high likelihood that we'll pick them apart and, and walk around them. But Ange, what are you what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Yeah, they 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 have to come. They have to come for three points, which might which should play to our advantage. Um I'm looking forward to it. Because potentially we've got the we've got the we could relegate them, couldn't we? And that that's a really sick thing to say, isn't it? But they've really wound me up this season. <laughs> um, so I don't mind if I don't mind us taking. I, I, I yeah, I don't mind sending them down. I would I quite enjoy it. So is it is it is it fall is it fall or go down in this league? Isn't it? Um. Yes, because three from... come up automatically, don't they? And then a playoff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's four yeah. of them. So they they're on thirty eight points, forty three games played. So this is their game in hand as well. Yeah. Um, Markham are on forty one because they just won two back to backs. So yeah, they have to because they there'll be three games left for them. No, there won't be two games left for them after this game. After obviously. us, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't win it, they're knackered, aren't they? Basically. Yeah, because their uh, goal difference is absolutely shot at as well. They're yeah. uh, seven Man, behind Morecambe and a, a staggering twenty-five behind uh, Oxford. Would that so, yeah. look, would that would that would that would that take the five-one bruise off a little bit, Ben? If we relegated them, oh, it certainly would. It would <laughs> make mine that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't care enough about Accrington to, to you know worry about them getting relegated or whatever but it'd be certainly nice just to to, to get one up uh one i mean line. forget them we need to win because we want yeah play off. Exactly. but it would be nice it would it would be a nice cherry on the cake it, it certainly would if 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 that you know tuesday night confirmed our spot in the playoffs and sent them down i think that together would be a a real recipe it'd be but a, it's gonna be nice it's one. gonna be brutal they, we know what they're like they're a physical side um It'll all be. They've got. It'll all be James Trafford's fault. <laughs> I know you said we shouldn't talk about them, and we kind of should really because I guess we're playing them. But they've got um, Cambridge and Oxford in the last two games. Oh, have they? Yeah. Wow. wow. That is yeah. some. Well, so yeah, basically they, they have to take points from this game because uh, yeah, yeah. the them last two are going to be absolutely pivotal for them. Against the, the Accrington are at home against Cambridge and they're away at Oxford. I mean, Cambridge. They're, Cambridge. they're a team that cause upsets. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, certainly upset they, us when we went there. I think they, they, they do, Ben, but they did they do they did last season. I'm not, I'm not sure about this season with them. I think they've lost that particular mojo, which I think is probably the reason why they are where they are in the league. Um, I think they probably think that they're down. I think some of their players already. I hope they do. <laughs> So, Colt, what are you expecting from uh, from the Atkinson game? What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts heading into it? Four 0 to Bolton. Oh, wow. that's bold. That mm. is bold. Yeah, I think. We'll However, probably... as we know, I mean, you aren't, you haven't been the most sort of <laughs> the, the best with these things. It always seems to go the opposite way. So, <laughs> no, I think that's a bit of a, a bit of a misconception. There, I think we should go back. <laughs> You'll have to ask David Green. He knows all about it. In fairness, I said I said we should. I said we'd beat um, them on on Saturday three 0 and it should have been really, shouldn't it? If yeah, it should have been. been. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it certainly could have been. I think we'll beat these comfortably. Yeah, for now. I'll go with a win. That's as much as I'm saying. You don't get any more from. I don't Ange, get but... any more involved in predictions than that. 
we we could absolutely be on for for it uh, for another three point podcast. It is certainly in the works, and obviously, if Bolton win and Peterborough lose, our playoff spot is not mathematically secure, but is very as good as you know, unless Peterborough managed to claw back a five goal five goal difference um, in our favour, and I think they've got Barnsley in their last game as well. Yeah, so I'm looking at them likely. I'm looking at highly unlikely that they'll 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 get through that. So yeah, Barnsley aware then. We we've constantly been saying it. It seems to be the same every week. But Accrington is an absolutely crucial game. Only crucial games. It's almost like we're playing tournament football. <laughs> it certainly is cup finals every week. Uh, hopefully we can get to Fleetwood and be and be secure and, and have a little bit of a breather. Because I'm not sure about you, but and I, I know Chris feels the same, but. My art rate at these games is through the roof. It's uh, you went. I want you've never, you've never enjoyed you've never enjoyed a playoff game before, have you, Ben? No, no. Mm. Yeah. Your heart will be a bit different. Yeah. Then. All I've had is relegation after relegation after relegation. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, been if your heart rate's high now, then it'll be a completely different ball game in playoffs. But I think that does just about bring our episode to an end. I know. I don't know about you, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Ange, what about Ange? She's not said hers, has she? What was I saying? About the Atkinson <laughs> game. She's not give her thoughts, has she? Yeah, she yeah. said she was uh, expecting a tough game and a, oh, and a win. No, no predictions, though, Ange, no. No predictions. No, no, no. Can't be doing that. Do you know what I do want to happen, though? I want everyone who's going all the way to Bristol to just be able to have a nice time. So I want to yeah. get the job done in the next two. And then all of you lot who are travelling down to Bristol can just sing and have a drink and, and get behind the boys and just have a good time and not be nervous wrecks on the on the terraces. Please. We could do with um, resting a few players as well, couldn't we? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Going yeah, into... it would. It would. Yeah, we could, Unless... yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a rule, actually, that you're only allowed to rest a certain number of players, isn't there? I think Burnley are, are quite Burnley close to being uh, punished for their game against QPR, was it? Reading, I think. Reading, sorry, yeah, they're uh, interesting. I used but... to do, I used to do a lot of betting, and I've, I've certainly calmed down rather significantly in recent years. I don't do a lot of betting at all anymore. However, I do kind of get how the old odds work, um, and we're currently one to sixty-six on to get into the playoffs. I don't even know what that means. I don't understand odds. I don't even know. I don't, I don't bet. So... If anybody does bet, then... If I put a pound on, I'd win £66. That's good, isn't it? No, if you put 66 quid on, you win a pound. Oh. Oh, so it's slim odds, which means it's likely to happen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. likely. Every day school Very day. Likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, relax, guys. We'll be we'll beat Appington. Indeed. If you are a betting man, then that one's for you. But that does bring our episode to a close. Chris, Chris <laughs> we... you did have to talk through the God National Thank you, Chris. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for joining us. The, the live chat has been certainly busy again. 24 of you apparently watching this. So if you are watching, leave a like on the episode. It, it massively helps us out. We really do appreciate it. Thank and, you. Ben, tell everybody about the competition for Tuesday. Again, yeah. the competition. Again. I try and get it in before I sneeze. But we are giving away a free family ticket for the Accrington game. So if you'd like to get your hands on that, uh, it's one adult and one under 18s. 
So all you have to do is head over to our Twitter. It's at the Van Zone Pod. And uh, all you have to do is share with us your favourite moment of the season so far. So your best moment, share that with us, quote, retweet it and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, and we'll go and pick a winner out of the subscribers that have come through in the, the last couple of days. And uh, if it's lucky like, enough to be you. Yeah, sorry. Like Andy said earlier, it, even if you don't need a ticket, you've got a season ticket older or you've bought a ticket or whatever. Think of somebody else who ordinarily wouldn't be able to be able to get to the game for be it financial reasons or commitments or whatever it is. And obviously, you can enter the competition for them. Indeed. Yes, you. and we need to do something. Liam raises a good point. We need to do something about that nil-nil prediction. It winds me up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to have words that the, the nil-nil is no more. But thank you all for joining. We really do appreciate it. If you want to catch up on any episodes or you happen to join us halfway through this one, then you can get us over on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or you can watch back on YouTube, whatever you do prefer. But take care and we will catch you in the next one, hopefully for another, Colin. Three-point podcast. Indeed it is. See you later. Don't worry about it.